Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. I do know this, that time is incredibly important in our modern day world, more so than at any other time in history. I mean, finish these phrases if you'd like. We say it's just a matter of time. I'm in a race against time. A stitch in time. He or she is ahead of their time. All in good time. At the appointed time. It's a bad time. That was before my time. Giving somebody a hard time. You kind of get the picture Uh, I was just thinking about how many clocks there are in my daily world. The microwave, the oven, the television, the Blu-ray player, the ones on the phone, of course, but then there's the watches and then there's so many places where clocks, my car's got clocks and all these places where I'm constantly reminded of time. And so I want to speak to you this morning or whatever time it is that you're a part of this service. I want to speak to you about divine delay. 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 8 is a period in the life of the great prophet Elisha. And it certainly tells us a few things about time and about delay. Verse 8 says, When the king of Aram was at war with Israel, He would confer with his officers and say, we will mobilise our forces at such and such a place. But immediately Elisha, the man of God, would warn the king of Israel, don't go near that place for the Arameans are planning to mobilise their troops there. So the king of Israel would send word to the place indicated by the man of God. Time and again, Elisha warned the king so that he would be on the alert there. The king of Aram, understandably, became very upset over this. He called his officers together and demanded, which one of you is the traitor? Who has been informing the king of Israel of my plans? It's not us, my Lord, the king. One of the officers replied, it's that Elisha, the prophet of Israel. He tells the king of Israel, even the words you speak in the privacy of your bedroom. Go and find out where he is, the king commanded. Go find him out so I can send troops to seize him. And the report came back that Elisha is at Dothan. So one night the king of Aram sent a great army with many chariots and horses to surround the city. When the servant of the man of God, that's Elisha's offsider. When the servant of the man of God got up early the next morning and went outside, there were troops and horses and chariots everywhere. Now listen to this guy. Oh, sir, he says to Elisha, what will we do now? The young man cried to Elijah. Listen to Elijah. Don't be afraid, Elijah told him, for there are more on our side than there are on theirs. Then Elijah prayed, O Lord, open his eyes and let him see. And the Lord opened the young man's eyes. I pray that every one of us today, no matter who you are, where you are, 
I pray that every one of us, that there will be a repeat of that miracle. I pray that the Lord will open your eyes and mine. I believe right now it's so important that we see what God sees and don't get consumed with what everybody else sees. I believe it's more important than ever that Christians hold their line and say, this is what I know and this is what I believe. And the Lord opened this young man's eyes and when he looked up, he saw that the hillside around Elisha, around the man of faith, the hillside was filled with horses and chariots of fire. I imagine this young assistant thinking to himself when he gets up that next morning, because he has been a part of the conversations, perhaps even the delivery guy who's taken the message to the King of Israel and said, don't go there. And so I imagine he's kind of going, in this case, well, how come Elisha, you could prophesy where the king of Aram was going to put his troops. But when it comes to us, we've got no idea. Why didn't we get the warning? Why didn't we know in advance? How come we are now in this place where we are surrounded by our enemies? It's such bad timing. If we had heard, Elisha, if you had heard from God then, what might we have done and not be where we are? I believe that most of our regrets and most of our anxieties relate to time and timing. It's uh, if only, I'd, uh, come on, uh, we all know what it's like, don't we? I wouldn't do that again. If I had known, I would have changed the response or the choice. And this guy has been a part of getting an insight on several occasions that has saved the King of Israel. But when it comes to his own life, he says, uh, you know, how come I'm stuck? Some of you know what it's like to be a part of the answer for others. But in your own world, in your own place of need, you feel as though somebody forgot to tell you what was coming. Have you ever prayed for somebody else to get a miracle and they got it while you still struggled? I know many of you would know what that's like. And in that place, in that place, this young man, I'm sure, is tempted to, to kind of go, oh no, we've missed the moment that we could have had. The pressure of deadlines. Uh, our daughter, Rebecca, uh, is preaching tonight in Brisbane, but uh, I remember years ago, she preached one of the most profound messages I've never forgotten. And she said one of her lines was this. She said, the only person running out of time is the devil. And I never forgot that. And I get reminded of it when pressures come and when I think I'm running out of time, when I start to feel the pressure of a deadline or a need that's looming and I'm not sure how I'm going to meet it or some other thing that's happened. And there was a window, but I never knew there was a window and I missed it. And I'll never forget that word that she gave that the only one running out of time, the Scripture says He knows 
that His time is short. There are divine delays, moments where we can feel like God, how come you acted speedily there, but it seems so slow for me now. What looks to Him like missed opportunity at a cause for regret actually turns out to be a greater miracle. And I love the way God does this. Uh, Jesus says to the disciples, let's go to the other side. And the first person they meet is the Gadarene demoniac who couldn't even be bound with chains. And I imagine these guys are going like, hello, we picked the wrong place and the wrong time. I wonder how many of you here right now in your business life or in your personal life are kind of going like wrong time. Like, hello, this, you know, is not the right space for this. Wrong place, wrong time. And what looks like a missed opportunity as with the gathering demoniac actually becomes a great miracle. Jesus uh, delivers this man tells him to go back to Decapolis, which means 10 cities and go back there to preach because he says, I want to follow you. And Jesus said, no, go back and tell everyone. That man goes back and I've studied a little bit of church history and discovered that there was later after the day of Pentecost, one of the believers that went to Decapolis and it became known as a place of great revival because one man went and stayed true in his time to what God wanted him to do. What looks like missed opportunity sometimes is a greater miracle. Let me give you this phrase that I heard the Lord whisper to my heart a couple of weeks ago. In my delay, unseen forces are winning my battles. In my delay, when it looks like time is pressing and I'm not sure that I'm gonna be able to meet it or last through it. In my delay, unseen forces, this guy looks and all he can see are the, the mustard forces of the king of Aram. The scores of chariots and the horsemen and the soldiers with all their weapons. But what he can't see is that all night long, angels and chariots of fire have been streaming out of heaven and coming to the very place where Elisha is. And as they are streaming around, he can't see them. He can't hear the sound of those chariots, the chariots of fire, but they're all there. While he is despairing, God is winning his battle with the chariots of fire. And Elisha can see what the assistant can't see. The truth is that you and I will have faith or fear depending on what we see in our delays. I think about these things a lot because I deal with people like me that are in the real world and where not everything is easy or not everything is simple or not everything is quick. And I hear some where what they see is only what they were told or the circumstances or what bubbles up from their emotions. And then I 
meet and talk with others who are seeing something completely different. And you can tell what they're seeing by what bubbles over in their life. Either fear, oh no, it's too late, we've missed it. Or else faith that says, you know what? There's more for me than there is against me. That the things of God and the hosts of God right now are marshalling for my good. I totally believe with all of my heart that there is a supernatural abundant blessing coming on the people of God for the future. I believe that. I pray for it, but I sense it. I feel like like God is going to watch over His people. The same God who provided miracles in the wilderness and gave water from out of rocks. The same God who, who spread manna every day on the ground and they would go and collect it and it fed three million plus people every day. What a miracle of provision that in that wilderness, the protection from their enemies. What an incredible thing. Out of all of the kings that could have attacked them, they only made war with two. Moses slew two. I think Joshua slew 39 or something. It's, it's a huge different number of battles. But see, God is able to watch over you. God is able to watch over your life. Don't allow fear to start to tell you what your future looks like. Come before God and spend some time saying, God, let me see what you see. God, let me catch a, are you with me this morning? Let me catch a glimpse. Oh, I pray that God will do that miracle again and that He'll open up your eyes. Not, not some kind of positive thinking. That is good, by the way. I'm certainly not against it. But it, whether it be that or no, but I do know that if the Lord will open your eyes so you can start to see what He sees, you will have a different spirit and you will have a different walk in the days that lie ahead. You'll go into 2021, which is not that long away. You'll walk into it confident, regardless of what's around about you, because you have seen what others don't see. God has opened your eyes and you start to go, I can be a part of the answer no matter what comes my way. You and I will have fear or faith depending on what we see in our delays. Let me give you another one out of the New Testament. John's Gospel, chapter 11, verse 5, verse 6 says, Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when He heard, this is such a, a contrast I'll start it again. So Mary loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, you all know what you think would come next. When he heard the people he loved were sick, he raced there as fast as he could, taking his healing hands with him. But it's not what it says. So when he heard that he, Lazarus, was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. And we all look at that and go like, hello? Like, are you kidding me? Don't you care? What's the matter with you? This guy needs you and you are waiting? You're staying two more days? Why aren't you going as fast as you can? I've learned, well, I think I've learned it. I'm always hesitant to say what I've learned in God lest I get a... a um, a doctorate degree lesson. 
But I think I've learned God is never in haste. He mightn't be late, but God isn't under time pressure like you are or like I am. And so I learned that delay is not a sign that He's forgotten you or that He doesn't care. Oh, somebody needs to hear today that the delay you're in right now is not a sign that He's oblivious. It's not a sign that somehow or other He's forgotten to look. It's not a sign that He doesn't care, that He's just gone past you and gone, whatever. Oh, well, it's just another human. But in the delays, God is uh, marshalling unseen forces to win my battles. I'm gonna have faith or fear depending on what I see. And a delay is not a sign He's forgotten me. A delay simply is often the forerunner of a greater miracle in our life. I think back to a time many, many, many years ago when I and my family walked through a major period of disruption and I would say almost despair. It seemed like neither the doctors nor the preachers nor the leaders, anybody could figure out what the answers were. And you know, I watched other people with the same thing. Bang, immediately helped and healed. And there was I every day struggling to find the way forward. You go, well, where was God in that? I'll tell you where God was. God was in the process because God wanted to use what I'd been in for His glory and things I never would have learned uh, outside of a delay, if it had been instant, I learned them in the delay and they've been the source of much blessing and help to so many other people. A delay is often the forerunner of a greater miracle. Let me give you one last verse here today. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36. I love the Bible. I know you do as well. And one of the things I love about it is how surprising it is. The fact that so often we rattle off a verse, we go, oh yeah. And I've rattled this one off a whole stack of times and never really understood what it was actually saying. Hebrews 10, 36. Are you ready? It says, for you have need of endurance. We all go, really? And what I really need is a miracle. What I really need is something instant. Like, hello, don't you have one of those instant coffee things? How many people know that beautiful, freshly ground coffee? Huh? Cold drip. One of those things that Luke makes, uh, you know, and brought in a whole flask full today for the creative and tech team. Just cold brew. Is that what you call it? Cold batch. I thought it might have been cold brew. And I would have said he brew. Yeah. Well, tell me what's quicker though. Opening up the jar of mokana. Take the lid off. Pull the little foil lid off. <sighs> said the ad. And getting your teaspoon in there. And sticking it in, getting the hot water from the kettle, from the jug, and pouring it in. How long does it take to make cold batch? I'm guessing it takes a lot longer than taking the lid of mokana or international roast. One of those wonderful Christian uh, brews. 
The truth is something good sometimes takes longer. And he says here, you've got need of endurance, endurance, but that's not even what I want you to read. What I want you to get is this. Let's keep reading. You have need of endurance so that. Everyone say, what's the next word? So that after you've done the will of God. How many people know I don't want any afters in my life. I want all befores. Huh? Come on. I want befores. I want a before you call, I will answer. I want before any need comes. Here's a miracle. Hey, why don't you stick a few miracles in the pantry? Just save them. One day you're going to need them. Just leave it in there. Hello, you know that stuff at the back of the fridge? No use by date. I'll just save it for later. I want miracles in the back of the refrigerator. I want miracles in the pantry so that when I need them, I just go drag it out. And God says, you've got need of endurance so that after you've done the will of God, you may receive the promise. And I realise that unless I've done what I'm supposed to do, there's no after for God to act on. Hello, are you all here this morning? Oh God, I'm just praying and believing for this. And he goes, have you done your after yet? Have you done the thing I told you to do first? Oh God, heal my family. And he says, well, did you go and ask forgiveness for that hurt? No, but hello, get them to, to apologise first. Huh? And we're all going like, hello. And God goes, no, I, um, I deal in the afterlife. After you've done the will of God. After you've done what you should have done. Well, this is such an encouraging message. But it is. Because there are divine delays. I've learned this much about time that as the Scripture says, my times are in your hands. Jesus told the disciples, it's not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in His own hand but you'll receive power after that the Holy Spirit comes on you. In other words, he said, don't you worry about time. You just deal with your now and seek God. Let power from Him come for whatever space you're in right now. So in my delays, unseen forces are winning my battles. Fear or faith, they're going to come out of what I see in the middle of it. It's not a sign of delay that he's forgotten you or doesn't care. Maybe a greater miracle is what's coming your way. Here's what I think, what I believe we should do when we're in a divine delay. Number one is ask God for strength. Blessed is the man, it says in Psalms. Blessed is the man or the woman whose strength is in you, whose heart is set on pilgrimage. It's one of my favourite Psalms that if I've got a heart set on journey, I'm not there yet. But that's okay as long as I keep going. My heart's set on pilgrimage. It's set on journey. It's set on continuing. But if I do that with just out leaning on His strength, then the journey's going to wear me out like it did in 1 Kings 19 uh, for Elijah, where the angel said, Arise and eat because the journey's too great for you. Why? 
because he was running from the purpose of God, not running in the purpose of God. Ask God for strength. Secondly, is ask God for wisdom. So many people get under time pressure and that's the point where they make their dumbest choices. Hello, don't all look at me like that's never happened to me. How many people here have ever done something so stupid just because you felt under the pump? You spent that money. You went and invested in that. You cut that friendship off. Why? Because you were feeling under pressure. That's why wisdom is not being clever. Wisdom is knowing things from God's point of view. Saying, God, what do I need to do right now? The number of times I could not tell you how often this happens to me, where everything within me goes, act, act, react, react. And then I hear the little voice of the Holy Spirit saying, slow up, calm down. Now, of course, most of you know I'm an incredibly placid individual, not given to spontaneity or to impulse. My wife is sitting there smiling like, yes, liar, liar, pants on fire. And the number of times when dealing with people, I feel like the Lord says, don't, don't worry about it. I got this. And that's the wisdom of God, isn't it? But if you're not listening for it, then we just go off our humanity. The third thing that we need to have in our life, ask God for strength, ask God for wisdom, and then ask God for partners on the journey. Don't do it alone. Listen, Maybe you're in some part of the world right now and you feel like no one even knows who you are where you're there. Come on, get onto Metro Church Online. Become a part of one of the connect groups. There's so many of them. Don't do the journey alone. It, it will be too great for you. Look for partners. I thank God for the people, many of them, that God has graced my life with that sometimes I was talking to someone this week and they're here in the building. And I said, I want to say thank you for all the support that you bring. And they were like, whatever. I like, not whatever, but like, really? And I go, you have no idea. You've got no idea how just being there and being a sounding board is a help. Where would I, might I be without people like that around my life? Tonight, by the way, I'm speaking on steadfast. Great verse out of 1 Corinthians 15. You might want to look it up and get ready for the service tonight. It says, be steadfast, immovable. And uh, they're both words that get translated immovable, by the way. So it sounds like God's saying the same thing twice, but He's not. I'll go into that tonight. And I know it'll help people. Divine delays are a part of your life and mine. I can do nothing about them but I can do a world of things about what I do while I'm in them. Amen. Don't put artificial time constraints on it. Well, by Christmas, I will. Well, maybe you will, maybe you won't. See what God sees. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank You for everyone that's a part of this service. Those that are in the building right here with me right now and those that are with me right now online and those, Lord, that are going to be with me as well, Lord, over this next week. That'll be a part of the service at some time frame that suits them better. God, You're a good God. You love us. 
You're never testing us by delay. You're never postponing things to see how long we can hang on. Lord, I believe today that while I'm in delay, unseen forces are winning my battles. Lord, most of us here have no idea how much heaven is active in this season we're in right now. That you're not sitting in heaven tapping your foot going, I wonder how it'll turn out. But you've dispatched angels all around the earth. Ministering spirits sent forth to minister to the heirs of salvation. Your people being protected, your people being kept, your people being saved, your people being provided for, your people being connected. Father, I thank You for that. Give us eyes to see today, Lord. See something outside of our circumstance and outside of the emotions that whirl around inside of us. Let us see what You see, I pray in Jesus' Name. I know lots of people right now are thinking about God more so than ever. There's always been a spiritual hunger in people's lives. It's not just there in a crisis, it's there all the time. I heard someone describe it many years ago as that there is a God-shaped hole or vacuum inside each one of us. And no matter what we put in it to try and satisfy that need, ultimately it's only Him that satisfies. Listen to these words, Matthew 11, verse 28. Come unto me, Jesus said, all you who labour and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Wow. Come unto me, all you who labour and are heavy laden. What an invitation. What an open door for you to be able to say yes to Christ. It's so easy to do it. So easy that I think people miss it because they're really kind of getting geared up for energetic striving, trying harder. I'm going to really turn over a new leaf. I'm going to be really good. I'm going to work hard at it. And Jesus is there saying, come to me. Come unto me. It's as easy as that. You're labouring. You've got all those burdens. He says, come to me and I'll give you rest. That's not difficult. It's simple. Maybe that's why we stumble on it. Let me tell you how easy it is to say yes to Christ. If you're in Australia, you can text yes to 0488 826392. If you're outside of Australia or you'd like to get the help, we'll send you every day for 30 days. If you'd like to get that via email, then you go to yes.metrochurch.org.org.au And if you go to that and give us your yes, then we send it to you. We don't spam you. We don't send you requests. You'll never get a request for money. You'll never get anything like that from us. We will let you know from time to time if a water baptism's coming up and stuff like that. But we don't even send you a church newsletter, none of that. We simply send you every day a Bible verse, different one every day that we know will help you. We send you a prayer because we know so many people don't know how to start praying. And so we send you a prayer and you can just read it and say, Lord, this is my prayer today. This is my prayer. 
And I know that if you do that, it's almost like out of all this technology, God starts walking with you every single day from that point on. It's a beautiful thing. I pray you'll do it. If you've been away from God, I pray you'll say yes and come back to Him. Give us your yes on 0488 826 392 or at yes.metrochurch.org.au. We're praying for you. We do almost every day. We're praying, God, would you reach the people you need to reach? Reach the people that have wandered from you. It's a wonderful and great thing. And I say thank you for doing that.